Guess what? It's completely possible to like foods and crave foods more or less depending on which associations we assign to them. So today, we're going to start liking healthy foods and actually choosing them instead of finding them less desirable just because they're healthy. Hi there, I'm your host, Lisa LaCasse. Join me every week as I share the latest trends, tips, and tricks to avoid the deterioration and diseases of aging. Nothing gets easier with age, but there's so much we can do to keep it from getting harder. Let's have fun adding not just years to our life, but life to our years. Hey there, welcome back. This is Lisa LaCasse. If we haven't met, I'm your host of the Choose Your Future podcast, and I'm so glad you decided to join me today. I cannot believe that it's like the last, what we think of as the last week of summer before Labor Day. The kids are going back to school. Time is just flying by. And I know how busy everyone is at this time of year, and for that reason, I'm just thrilled to have you here with me. Today, we're going to be talking about food and the associations that we have with them. Almost everybody has different associations, whether we realize it or not, with different foods. And it may be something as basic as when we were little, our parents told us, We had to clean our plates before we could get dessert or leave the table, and we may not have been that hungry, and possibly it was the Brussels sprouts that we left on our plate for last because, let's face it, they're not loaded with sugar. They're not, to some people, the yummiest thing, and we almost felt like it was our punishment to have to sit and eat them. And somewhere along the line, maybe we never disliked them, but they became kind of the bad guy. And these are some of the ways that we've developed thoughts that we don't like certain foods, mostly because they're healthy, which really isn't that great. And it's kind of childish. But I want you to think back to some of the foods or I'm going to say drinks that you have a bad association with. Most of us had a time, maybe when we were in college, that maybe we had some sort of an adult drink that we ended up getting sick from, and we may have decided that we are never going to drink that drink again, not because it didn't taste good when we first started to drink it, but simply because of the association that came with it. And I'm going to give you a story from my personal life, and it's kind of gross, but you may know if you knew me back 30 or, well, 35 years ago, I went to college to be a dental hygienist. And I can remember one of my first weeks out working, I had a small child, I think it was about six. I remember who it was. I don't exactly remember his age, but as children in the 60s and 70s and 80s and even the 90s, after our cleanings, we would get a fluoride treatment. And this stuff was nasty and it had to sit in your mouth for like 10 minutes. And it was just gross. It made you feel blah. And um, I remember that this 
kid swallowed some. And while I was standing there beside his chair, he leaned over the little spit bowl and he vomited. And (laughs) guess who had to clean it up? Not him. And I remember there were little rings in it. They were SpaghettiO rings. And I can tell you, despite the fact that that was over 30 years ago, and it's not my favorite, it never was, but I have not had SpaghettiOs since then. And that's just how I associate those. And as a matter of fact, my children were never given SpaghettiOs because all I could think of was this kid and the disgusting mess I had to clean up. Now, we all know there's nothing wrong with SpaghettiOs in that sense. It's just the association I have. And many of us have these associations. So we're going to use that backwards. And I'm going to show you how you can associate some good things with the good foods that you should be eating, the healthy foods. And I think that it might really have an effect on you mentally, especially if you review these things. You might want to even take some notes on this one. And there's so many reasons why you can find good associations that will make you want, if not even crave, some of the healthier things that you can be adding in your diet. So to give some kind of uh, order to this, we're going to do our ABCs and you don't have to worry. We're not going all the way to Z. This will not be that long. (laughs) But I want to start with vitamin A. And I'm not going to tell you which sources of foods to eat for vitamin A, but I'm going to tell you that they're usually orange and red in color. If you think of orange and red veggies, such as bell peppers, that kind of thing, tomatoes, um, carrots. And I'm going to tell you that you may not really crave any of those things, but I'm also going to tell you that they're not only healthy, they're really good for anti-aging. None of us can stop aging. There's nothing wrong with aging. But aging encompasses more than looking like an old person, okay? Aging involves taking care of our organs, taking care of, yeah, our skin and our fine lines and wrinkles, that sort of thing. But it also takes care of our immunity. It takes care of our brains. Aging and anti-aging refers to so many more things than simply your appearance. And these vitamin A, these orange and red, red veggies are really good for our skin, but they're also really good for our eyes. Now, a lot of us know that about carrots. You hear that they're good for your eyes, and that's because of the vitamin A in them and, you know, other things as well. But all of these are good for our eyes. So if you're somebody that is struggling maybe to keep wearing your contact lenses or you just can't get your um, bifocals prescription right, you might really want to think about stepping up your vitamin A. Vitamin A also is good for your immunity. And, um, you know, it's really high in retinoids. And there are those of us who may have gone out and spent three digits price tags on retinoids or retinols. And I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do that, but I'm saying a lot of those same ingredients that you're paying top dollar for to put into your skin because of the anti-aging effects, you can also get in these veggies that are like 
super cheap. Other sources besides the red and orange um, vegetables are eggs, fish oils, salmon. So think about all of those different things. And I'm not going to tell you what to eat, like I said, but you can Google vitamin A if you struggle with any of the things that I'd mentioned, your eyes, your aging skin, your hair, your nails, your immunity. Look up vitamin A foods that you like. There's just a bazillion of them, okay? The next one I want to talk about is vitamin B. And I bet you're already thinking, yeah, I should eat more vitamin A. You're now getting a hunger for them. And you're thinking about which healthy foods can I eat with vitamin A. And this is exactly what you want to do. And you want to think of this over and over every now and then. If you're taking notes, pick up that that list and think, yes, like remind yourself, I need my vitamin A. Okay, vitamin B. Well, this is what gives you energy and B12 especially, but all of the B vitamins. So here's some of the other things that B vitamins can help us with. It helps to decrease depression. It helps to regulate stress. It helps to prevent our brain from shrinking. How about that? It's good to prevent against stroke and high blood pressure. It's also good for your skin and your nails. And I just want to clarify again, when I say stroke or high blood pressure or depression or any of these things, it doesn't mean that you can't get those things if you eat B12 or B vitamins. It does mean that it will help to prevent against it. And so any of those things that you're struggling with, again, why wouldn't you want vitamin B. I don't understand why you wouldn't want vitamin B. So now instead of having a negative uh, association with eating your vitamins, you're thinking, wait, I can have healthier skin and it will help maybe against depression and stress. Oh my gosh. So some of the places that you can find B12, or I'm sorry, any B vitamins are leafy green vegetables non-sweetened yogurts. You can find them in asparagus, legumes. Most meats are high in vitamin B. And again, I don't want to tell you exactly what to eat because I want them to be things that you find that you enjoy and you add almost effortlessly because you want the benefits of vitamin B. On to C, vitamin C it's so good for healthy skin. It's a big thing right now to take your collagen. And we know that it really prevents the signs of aging or helps to reverse them even on our skin. Also our joints, we're finding more and more that collagen helps to prevent joint pain or lessen it. It's also good for our immunity. It can help lower cholesterol. It's good for blood flow and your overall circulation. It helps fight against heart disease and stroke. And it's, again, an antioxidant. Anything that's an antioxidant is going to help slow the signs of aging. And you can find vitamin C. Everybody thinks of citrus, orange juice, that kind of thing. It's also very high in bell peppers and strawberries. And there's so many places you can find vitamin C. Let's go on to vitamin D and let's talk about um, 
what vitamin D for does for us. And again, for aging, it's so good because so many women, especially as we age, our bone density goes down. And, um, you know, you may have relatives that you know that over time have actually gotten half an inch or an inch shorter. They're shrinking. That's because of their bone density. A lot of women get more brittle bones as they age. And it's so much easier if they have a fall to break a knee or an elbow. And so vitamin D helps us with that. And there are other vitamins such as calcium. You know, we think, oh, we drink our milk and we get our calcium. But calcium, no matter how much you take, can't even really be absorbed in its proper amounts without having vitamin D. And it's good with our cognitive uh, skills and again, immunity. And the best way we all think of getting vitamin D from the sun. And unless you are sensitive that uh, you're more prone to skin cancers and whatnot, we really should be getting like 15 to 20 minutes of sun somewhere on our skin a day. It doesn't mean we have to be in a bathing suit laying out in the sun with oil on us. It can be just sun hitting the backs of our hands or it can be coming through a window and it's hitting your arm and just getting that vitamin D. But there are also other sources of vitamin D. It's not really, it's one of the only vitamins we're not find a whole lot in vegetables, but one place that we can find them in vegetables is mushrooms. Mushrooms are one of the very highest sources of vitamin D. It's also found in fish, eggs again, eggs, wow, eggs. And it's often found in dairy. If you are not lactose intolerant, you eat dairy, you're probably getting a lot of your vitamin D there. And the last vitamin we're going to talk about is vitamin E. And, um, you know, we don't talk about vitamin E much. I can remember after I had my pregnancies that they told you to rub vitamin E on your skin to help with stretch marks. I do remember different people I know having um, like like scars and they would say use vitamin E. And I, I just remember my friend's mom used to always get it. And we used to love to break the capsules open and rub this vitamin E into our skin. But it really is good for your skin like that. And it's an antioxidant again, anti-aging. So it's also an anti-inflammatory. So it helps to lower pain sensation. It helps to regulate our hormones. Think about that. It helps to regulate not only our estrogen and our testosterone, but our hunger and our satiety hormones. So vitamin E plays a huge part. And I'm going to tell you, you can get vitamin E again in vegetables, broccoli. Broccoli has, oh my gosh, broccoli is another one that is so high in all of these. Cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, almonds, avocados, any kind of leafy greens again. And if you listen to this list of things that vitamins A, B, C, D, and E do for you, and that's just those vitamins, it seems really believable that these are things we would all want in our diets. And, you know, maybe you don't like broccoli 
Or maybe you don't like greens, but you can eat your eggs. Did you notice how many of these things eggs have? Like how many different vitamins that we talked about? And you probably also noticed that there were a few different foods that come up over and over again. And these are the foods that you really want to work into your diet. And like I said, for all of these things, there's so many once you start looking into it. And I'm going to just refer you to this great source. It's called Google. And you can type in foods rich in vitamin A, foods rich in vitamin B, and so on. And you can find the things that work for you so that you have this great healthy diet that pro- that promotes brain health, heart health, all your organ health, your hormones, your skin, your anti-aging in ways that are beyond your looks. Not that we don't want to look good, but I think there's a little bit of a misconception that once we start talking about anti-aging, we're thinking, oh, that's like a vanity thing. And I really don't care. I think it's cute that I'm getting old and I'm getting these smile lines and they're a sign of all the great things that I've been through. And that's fine. That's fine to think that way. It's fine to think, you know, I need Botox. Either way is fine. But when it comes to our insides and our health and our energy levels and the way we feel, that's where these things become important. There are so many kids right now that will do anything to get to a convenience store and buy a monster or a rock star or whatever energy drink is the thing today because they want that energy. They want that boost or that hit. And they don't care that it tastes like chemicals. They learn to build up a tolerance to that and start to enjoy it. And we can do that with our B12. We want energy. So let's get some foods that are high in B vitamins. We want better eyes. Well, I can't guarantee you'll get better eyes, but I can tell you you have much better chance that they're not going to get worse if you're getting vitamin A. Wouldn't it be nice if we could go down to the local convenience store and get a carbonated drink that just gives us these mega doses of vitamin A? And you know what? They come with so many other negative factors that it is kind of nice that we can go out and just eat a vegetable or an egg and it's not going to make us sick in other ways. It's just going to make us look and feel and function better. So I'm hoping that helps. Now, I just, I can't, I just can't help myself. I want to talk about the reverse now real quick. And I want to talk about sugar. And I can't, I can't nag on sugar enough. You think about it, Sugar makes you feel, well, it might give you a rush of energy, but then it makes you feel like a slug. It makes you want to lay around and be lazy. Sugar is known to help out with all kinds of skin issues. I don't mean help out in a positive way. I mean, make them worse like acne, like eczema, like psoriasis. Sugar is known to harm our organs. It's known to harm our brains. They're now starting to refer to something called diabetes type 3, which is a sugar-induced state of dementia. And they're starting to relate it to sugar. So as good as certain things make you feel, start thinking when you eat crap, 
how you feel like crap. And just like when you were in college and you didn't want to drink that specific alcohol that made you feel like crap, associate that with your sugar intake and not wanting to feel like crap. Okay, I'm not going to say that word again today, but I hope that you got something, something out of this and I hope that you can think of your ABCs or you can find positive things to relate to eating healthy foods so that you actually want them. And the more that you become aware of them and acknowledge them, the more you're actually going to start to crave them, not just because of how good you feel, but in some cases, because of how much money it's saving you. In some cases, because of the energy you have, or in some cases, because of the noticeable difference you start to see in your appearance. They're all good reasons. None of them are better than the other. It's your health. It's your body. And there is no right and wrong except for what is right for you. If you haven't already, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. And I'll see you next Monday here on Choose Your Future. Are you truly taking care of yourself? Sometimes we would if the costs weren't so high. And you know I love you. You know I care about you and your well-being. And that's why I just have to share about the products I found, the top-line, fully organic health and nutrition products that you can get, everything from vitamins to protein and collagen and CBD oil and reds and greens and oh my gosh, magnesium, you name it, you can get these products, top-notch, full organic products for 50 to 70% off what others are charging. I know, I didn't believe it either. I've been wanting to get this Greens product, $90. The one that I found is 18, and I thought it couldn't be nearly as good. Well, it turns out the only way I could get the other product was if I was an affiliate for them. And when I went to sign up, I found out that affiliates get $30 out of that $90. And then you, if well, me, if I would purchase it, would get another 20% off because I could use their code or their link, which takes the product almost down to what I found it for. And it's time to stop overpaying. I want you to be able to afford and use the things that your body's looking for, the supplements. And if you don't know which ones, we can discuss that at any time. I always have my information in the show notes. But if you're looking for high quality products at a very affordable price, because value is king, please click on the links below and check it out.